marking. He might have a go. He doesn't. That's a brilliant goal. That's an amazing goal. What a strike from Dale Rooney. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. I'm Oisín Langan. What a dramatic Monday night we had in the SSE Airtricity League of Ireland. St. Pat's losing 2-1 at home to Drogheda. That means they remain third on 53 points. One behind second place Derry and uh, six behind first place Shamrock Rovers. And now they have wasted their game in hand. The game in hand was against Drogheda last night and they lost. But should they have lost? Yes, Drogheda got a wonder goal through Dale Rooney but Chris Forrester should have had a penalty in injury time and rather than getting a penalty he got booked. Now the only mitigating circumstances I can think of for the referee not giving it is that Forrester did exaggerate his fall but that doesn't mean that he wasn't fouled. It was a stonewall penalty. I'm not sure how it wasn't given. Shelburne are just three points behind St. Patrick's Athletic. They've played the same amount of games. They got a one-all draw away to Bohemians. Bowles in 5th position on 49 points. Dundalk in 6th following their dismantling of Cork City. 5-0 the final score there. So they still have a bit of a chance of making the European spots. Or at the very least getting 4th and hoping that St. Pat's win the Cup. Isn't that interesting? Dundalk fans hoping that St. Pat's win the Cup. Those two clubs aren't exactly fans of each other in the last couple of seasons. Uh, Cork City, well, it's looking bleak for them. They're second from bottom on 27 points. UCD obviously relegated. They're on 11. Sligo Rovers feeling pretty good about themselves, I'd say, today, having watched Cork City lose. They're on 36 points, nine clear of Cork City with the same amount of games played. And Drogheda, well, they're looking safe. Not that Kevin Doherty would tell you that they're safe. He is still looking behind him and uh, not taking anything for granted, and rightfully so, but they're looking good on 39 points. Coming up, Colin Hawkins will talk to us about... uh, Bohemians draw with Shelburne. We've got John Flanagan, who was at Oriel Park, uh, watching Cork City lose 5-0 to Dundalk. And we're going to hear from Drogheda players Dara Markey and young Warren Davis, the 18-year-old who scored his first League of Ireland goal last night. It's been a little bit overshadowed by Dale Rooney's absolute wonder strike. Um, but it was still a big moment for Warren Davis, who played well. Trained with Stoke earlier in the season. I was reading that in a Sun article earlier in the year. Sorry, did I say Stoke? I meant to say Blackpool. He was playing, training with Blackpool. Uh, before all of that, let's get the thoughts of Keith Tracy, who was on commentary with me last night for LOI TV and the St. Pat's app. And despite everything that went against St. Pat's, they had two players sent off, keep in mind, and were denied, well, I think two stonewall penalties. But look, we, we'll discuss all that. You'll hear us talk all about that. But first I asked Keith, almost immediately after the game, if he felt Drogheda deserve their 2-1 victory I think they maybe slightly shaded you know I think uh, Pats in the final tour didn't really click they put some decent balls into the box some decent dangerous balls Tom Lonigan was getting his head to it but they were more glancing blows than actually you know walking Wogan in the in the draw of the goal so look I think Pats huffed and puffed it was mostly largely the, the first 25 minutes of the second half was very very scrappy about winning second balls about winning your tackles in the in the middle of the pitch and that's what Drotter wanted the, the, the Forrester penalty leaves a really, really sour taste in the mouth because I know he does exaggerate the movement. He does go down like a, like he's been shot, but there is there is contact there. And for me, it is a penalty. And like you say, I don't think Sam Curtis makes that penalty. He's not as annoyed about the situation if Pats can go and get go and get the equaliser. So it's a poor decision, but you know you still have to keep your professionalism in check. Let's talk through the goals. The first one, a bit of a clangor from the same Pats point of view. Redmond with... Um not particularly great back pass towards Linus, who had to try and adjust his feet. By the time he did, Warren Davis pounced and put it in. The equaliser coming from Chris Forrester late in the first half. 
got it on the right hand side it looked for all the world like it was going to sit up for him nicely and he put his boot through it but he didn't he actually took it on a yard and just caressed it home past the goalkeeper the winner then coming late in the second half Dara Markey formerly of St. Pat's breaking down the right hand side I think everyone was thinking he's going to have a shot but no he stood it up to the left side of the box where Dale Rooney was waiting and he caught it right on the sweet spot it was like that Jordan Flores goal for Dundalk a couple of years ago maybe not as good but, but not far off it um, beautiful goal well a beautiful one of the best goals I've ever seen in the league anyway yeah lovely lovely goal and to be fair I actually thought Darren Markey made the wrong decision when he's breaking forward with the ball of thinking take a shot no problem give the ball out wide to the right wing he doesn't he actually flicks it out to the left wing and I thought when he played the ball it's a little bit behind him it's killing the momentum of the draw of the attack but when Dane really sets himself and just hits it yeah, initially you're thinking okay no problem let him shoot from there but when it ripples the back of the net like that you just hold your hands up and say that that's world world class talent you can't have a goal to defend him because how can you defend that he doesn't take a touch he hits a first time and it's a super super strike anybody who's ever played football or any sort of level will know when a ball is coming over your right shoulder to hit it with your left foot keep it down under the bar it's a really, really hard uh, technical thing to be able to do. So I think we'd be hard pushed to see a better goal than that this season. We've talked about what St. Pat's did wrong tonight. Let's talk about what Drogheda did right. They were well set up and they worked incredibly hard and they really frustrated St. Pat's. Now, they did get a break when Mulroney was sent off and maybe when they didn't give away that penalty. But that doesn't take away from their performance. No, I thought Drogheda were brilliant. They... Uh, they they got the, the, the press, the width of the 18-yard box. They let Pats play around them. They gave up the channels. Sam Cortis would put some decent balls into the box, but generally they were coming into the likes of Mark Doyle, Tom Lonergan, players who are not bad in the air, but not really renowned for scoring, you know, a bunch load with their heads or from balls into the box. So I think Drotter said, right, the lesser of two evils is we'll let you deliver the ball into the box. You aren't coming through the middle of us. And Pats as we know, like to play through the tours. Chris Forrester made some decent runs, obviously where he gets his goal from, in that inside right position uh, in between centre-half and full-back. He'd done that really, really well. But for me, Pats, the, the passing was too slow. It was too many sideways, too much backwards passing. And just the tempo wasn't right. And Drotter, for me, just killed the game at every single opportunity. But when they had to show that little bit of talent going forward, they had it. Is the title race over for him, Pats, now? I think it's over in a war, though, Shane. I would say yes. But to be fair, I think John Daly has to confirm the message that when Pat started this season, they wanted to make Europe. They could still win a cup. They could get Europe through the league. Just keep playing every game as it comes. You know, it, it does leave a sour taste in the because we all feel like that maybe if, we, if they'd have won and took the bull by the horns, they could give us a, a real title race. But I never really felt like Pats were going to be in it. So you need to get over this really, really quickly. There's still a lot to play for this season. OK, Keith Tracy, formerly of the Republic of Ireland, St. Pat's, Drogheda, Virgin Media, of course, as well. Thank you for joining us here in Richmond Park. Still to come, Colin Hawkins on shells against Bowes, or Bowes against shells, I should say, because it was on in Daily Mount Park. We will also have John Flanagan on Dundalk's win against Cork City. Right now, I'm coming to you from the commentary position in Richmond Park. I'm going to make my way over to the interview area and we're going to get some reaction from this game and you're going to hear that right now John a 2-1 defeat to Drogheda United um, what are your thoughts on the game? I thought for large spells we were dominant um, first half we obviously gifted them a goal it's uncharacteristic from Jaw with a, a sloppy back pass to Dean and then poor first touch and he gets closed down and it ends up in the back of the net so it's not something you see very often in, in games and we obviously gifted them that goal um, and then I thought for the rest of the first half we were, we were very good I thought we 
create some good chances um, that we didn't take, and you know that's that's the thing. You know, when you make these chances, you need to you need to try and put them away. And um, we got in all obviously one all at half time. Second half, I thought we were again on top. Um, and to be fair to Dale Rooney, he's, he's pulled out a, an unbelievable strike. It's probably one of the, the best volleys you're going to see. It was a fantastic finish. How much of an effect did Jake sending off have, and what did you make of the sending off? He was given two yellow cards. Do you think they were both yellows? Do you think it was the right or wrong call? Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, obviously, when you go down to 10 men, it's, it's always going to be difficult. I think. Um, I didn't think it was two yellows, if I'm being honest. Um, but that's that's my opinion on it. And um, you know, I think I was probably more frustrated with the with the penalty decision on Chris that we didn't get. Um, you know, I've seen it back numerous times now, and you know, the, the referee has a fantastic view of it. He's looking right at it, and he decides to book Chris for diving, which I think is uh, ridiculous. And then off the back of that. Um, that free kick goes forward we win the first contact and then Sam gets sent off which you know it should have been a penalty and we probably could have been 2-2 pushing forward trying to get that ex- the next goal and unfortunately then we end up down to nine men off a, off a very very poor decision the, the penalty that wasn't given I think anyone who has seen it back will say it should have been given but are you still disappointed that even before that your lads couldn't find a way to get back in, couldn't really create too many chances, even though I know it was tough on them because they were down to 10 or they were playing you know, a man less. Yeah, as I said, it's, it's very difficult when you're a man down and then the way they've set up then to, to just counter and you know, you obviously have uh, one less man to try and kill their counter-attack. And um, As I said, it was a fantastic goal from, from Rooney that we then you know, had that little, little mountain to climb, but I don't think we helped ourselves in the first half with the putting ourselves 1-0 down from the get-go um, you know but it's 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 disappointing but we're still we're still in the positive position yes you know you look at the league now and you probably think it's going to be very difficult to to go and challenge the, for the top spot but we're still in a very good position for European spots that we're, we're, we're looking to try and get into we're still in the cup semi-final that we're trying to get to a final so um, you know we'll feel the disappointment of this result but we need to focus now and try and try and get ourselves back and pick ourselves back up because we still have a lot to play for between now and the end of the season. Cheers, John. Thank you. Well, this is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and I'm on the pitch in Richmond Park with Warren Davis. Warren, Warren you've just um, played a big part in a big win for your team. A 2-1 victory here against St. Pat's. How are you feeling? I'm over the moon. It's, it's something you dream of as a kid coming in playing League of Ireland in your country. Like, especially here. Like it's a, big, it's a big place. It's a hard place to come as well and to score a goal here is... It's, it's a very good moment. Where, where are you from? I'm from Tala, originally. Okay, so this is close enough to home? Yeah, yeah, I'm literally only about 20 minutes down the road, so it's it's not too far. I've come to games when I was a kid, and Pats were always up there amongst the biggest, so I'm just happy to score against them. And we're all the family and friends here tonight. It was a short enough journey down the Lewis line. Yeah, my granddad was actually involved with the Pats fans. He has to draw the jersey, he hit it and everything, so he was hiding the mic down, but... Um, hopefully he didn't celebrate now in front of all of them but I could, I could hear all the the fans behind me dad me, all my mates were up at the top as well so it was just an unbelievable moment and when you scored I think you ran over to that side did you see them all? Did, were yeah, you able to pick I them I seen up? them all at the top of the top of the uh, stand and I looked up at them and they were all very happy I could see the smiles on their faces so that's, that, that just makes me happy that goal it, it, it didn't come from luck I mean you got lucky in a sense that Redmond hit a particularly bad back pass but you anticipated you pressed and you scored it through work rate and through knowing to stay up there and stay 
kind of alert. Yeah, yeah I seen the back pass go back to the keeper and I was like, geez, I don't know if you control this or not. So I pounced on it. Luckily, it hit me and went went in. So it's it's not. I'm gonna say it's not a great goal for your force, but it's 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 just an unbelievable moment. Like, yeah. it seems to be a great vibe around this Drada squad. There's a really nice mix of young lads like yourself and older lads like the likes of Ryan Brennan, who's obviously a Drahada legend. He's played around the league, but he's from Drahada and you can see what the club means to him. Gary Deegan, a really solid player in the middle of the park. I'd say a solid guy off the pitch as well. And then between the sticks, you've got the, the likes of Wogan, who I think is a teenager as well. There's obviously lots of players I've left out there, but there, there does seem to be a nice balance. Is that ideal for a young player like you? Yeah, like especially like coming into a team, especially a League of Ireland team, and you have a few... League of Ireland players have been around a long time. You have a few young lads that are trying to break through into the first team. It's nice with a player like Diga, who's been around a lot, um, especially today. He was guiding me through the game, telling me what to do, where to be. So it's always nice to have a captain like that who just guides you through the game. Who are your favourite League of Ireland players growing up? Because you're still growing up, aren't you? <laughs> who are your influences? To be honest, um, when, when I was a kid, Gary Twig probably. Oh, okay. As a striker, he was one of them. Um yeah, look up at Rovers, it was just it probably was just Gary Twig to be honest. And you've grown up seeing great football in this league as well, and no doubt you've kind of learned from that and been influenced by that. Yeah, to be honest. Um coming in I thought I'm gonna be honest, coming in I thought that I wouldn't be up there amongst but with my managers like Kev and Darrett and all the staff, they've given me the confidence to be a player that I am today and I'm just very grateful that I've, I can show my ability and I hope hopefully it's shown today. Warren, well done tonight and uh, 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 delighted to get the chance to talk to you. Congratulations on your goal. Thank you very much. Well, joined by Dara Markey now. Um, Dara, that's a big win for Drogheda United here in your old club, St. Pat's. Does that make it even sweeter for you? <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a few years now since I've been here. It's kind of, the dust has kind of settled on that. But um, look, it's two wins on the bounce. I think the... The most satisfying thing is their team that are toward in the league, trying to win the title, and we come here and, and we win. You know, it's actually the second second time in the bounce we we've beat the title challengers. You know, so it's that's probably the most pleasing thing about it. Shows that we can compete, and we've probably shown that all year. To be honest, against the top teams, we've we've defeated a <laughs> dirty Rovers, St. Pat's, they're your top three in the league. You know, so um, just kind of sums up the season where it's just you know lots of memorable nights and um, something that we'll look back on positively. Yeah. The Friday-Monday thing didn't seem to bother you this weekend. It has been something that uh, maybe yeah. has been a negative in the past, yeah. but you, you found a way through it. Yeah, 100%. And you do feel a bit, you do feel a bit leggy, I'm not going to lie, especially, you know, working this morning. <laughs> you're home for an hour and then you're, you're trying to get your, your fluids in, your, the right food in all weekend and stuff like that. It is tiring, I won't lie, but... Um, you know, think if you look after yourself, I think takes care of itself. Then you know, like um, I think all the team does it. To be fair, you look around and everyone's just as fit as each other. The lads coming off the bench as well, just Ryan Dale there. The lads come on, make the difference. So, um, just yeah, it's a credit to the lads who who look after themselves so well. And you need to balance the kind of work football situation, and you come into a high intensity game. It's not easy, but um, look, it's as I said, it's a credit to the lads. What's amazing about this Strahada team is even though you don't get the chance to work with each other maybe as much as other teams do, you look very organised, very cohesive. And sometimes in football when we say that we mean defensive, I don't mean that. You're very good on the transition, you're very good at creating chances. How has that come about? Um, I would say it's it's obviously down to the coaching staff and good players, to be honest, with, with good football brains, to be honest. I think if you have good players, things just tend to tick, you know, and I think it's obviously, as I said, 
working hard from pre-season and stuff like that. And to be fair, we've probably kept the core for the last three-ish years, which has probably helped with that as well. Um, but look, you're right, yeah, when, when you look at us kind of... Warren's goal even just comes from the relentless pressing in, in their half, you know, and it's probably been a an image of our whole season where we've, particularly in Weaver's Park, the pitch is probably a, t- a slight bit smaller, um, where we just kind of, you know, bustle and bustle teams and they probably don't like it as much, but to come into Richmond Park and do it as well, um, yeah, it shows that we're, we're continuously uh, working hard and, you know, continuously improving, I suppose, throughout the, throughout the season. We always talk about the influence of older players and of course experience is important but is this thing nearly being driven by the likes of Warren Davis who's beside us there who scored a brilliant goal tonight the likes of Andrew Wogan there's other young players there as well and they only need to look throughout the years and you know, even Manny coming through and to be fair that's probably down to Kevin his recruitment just really really good and obviously the academy probably are working hard as well behind the scenes Do you draw energy from the young lads like that? The, the enthusiasm they bring? And, yeah 100% you know just kind of that energy and you know the you know, you get buzz off little, little things in the opposition's half. You know where lads are just winning the ball in their half and putting them on the press. Like Warren's goal, for example. And as I say, in Weavers Park, teams don't like it. You know, crowd gets up, stuff like that. It definitely gives you a buzz, hundred percent. Yeah. One of the best goals I've ever seen. One of the best assists I've ever seen. Did you? Have that in mind when you stood it up for him, or was it a case of well, you saw Dale over there? I'll get it to him, and he can he can waste a bit of time for us and eat into the clock. Uh, no, look, I heard him screaming. I clipped it over the top to him, but at the same time, I I didn't doubt him for one second. I said to someone else there, like he he does it all the time. You see that left foot every week, like. Um, when the ball was just in the air, I just I, I knew he was going to smack a first time. And I, I just I fancied him, but then I don't know why. Um, so yeah, and to be honest, when it hit hits back now, I wasn't surprised, but like ridiculous stuff, ridiculous stuff. And he made the assist probably look better than it was. To be honest with you, but uh, I'd say the view from from the stands was was even better than mine. Like ridiculous stuff. There's a lot of talk about Drogheda being part time and most other clubs being full time, but that is something that you can make work. It's like I, I'm sure you have the option to play full time football, but you probably like the part time thing, do you? Personally, I, I love the routine where. Um, Working every day. What do you work at if you don't mind? Uh, accounts. I'm in accounts, yeah. So um, I just love it, yeah. I've, I've got me a degree and stuff like that. And I just felt like I, I wanted to put me, me degree to use, to be honest with you. Get the CV up for uh, when I eventually do stop playing. So, but look, it's it's been a great experience for myself. And I just, it just kind of got into a routine then, 100%. Um, just working, leave the office early doors, far bells, like, you know, and then I'm straight to draw the. Um, and then football's kind of escaped then for myself, you know, whereas sometimes it's it's just focus all the time. I feel like um can have its cons at times as well, you know. So um yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an it's I've two seasons now where it's been really, really enjoyable. Listen, Dara, um, you're holding a very cold slice of pizza. When we started talking, it was hot, so I let you go. Dara Markey, <laughs> no thanks for joining us on the ExtraTime.com thanks, League man. of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. Thanks, Mel. See you now. So that's all the reaction from Richmond Park. Let's go to Daily Mount Park where Bowes and Shells played out a one-all draw. Former Shelburne and Bohemians defender Colin Hawkins watched this one for us. And uh, afterwards, he sent us this voice note. Hi, Oisín. I'd imagine Damien Duff is the happier of a managers to take away one point. Um, the possession stats don't lie, and Bowes had the, were the more dominant team, probably 70-30 in terms of possession. 
and over 20 chances at goal, you know. So they'd be disappointed they didn't win the game. Um, so again, probably a bigger point for, for Damien Duff to take away from home. Yeah, for me, it was it was an excellent game overall. Windy conditions and it was brilliant to see a full house on a Monday night in Dalymount. Uh, really, really good crowd. Uh, the Bulls fans really got behind them probably later on in, in the second half, to be honest. But the first half, uh, Shelburne were playing on the counter-attack. Uh, Jack Moylan, best player in the pitch by a mile in the first half, uh, deservedly um, got his goal on 23 minutes. Um, just a long ball. Luke Byrne played really well at the back and passed it to Will Jarvis, who put a long ball through. Should have really been dealt with by probably Radkowski. Um, but Moylan turned and hit a brilliant finish uh, to put them 1-0 ahead. So they went into the lead 1-0 at half time, And then Bowes, as I said, they had over 20 chances um, in the game. So they'll be disappointed. A lot of the, their chances went straight at the keeper, uh, Connor Kearns. Very, very simple saves for him, to be honest. Um, there was chances for McDade, for Flores. James Clark was absolutely outstanding throughout the game. Um, best player in the pitch for me. A real talent at, at 22. And I'm sure there's clubs lined up to take him away, which is the last thing you want. I know Jack Moylan is due to leave the league. So James Clark was outstanding, really impressive throughout. But again, with 20 chances in the game, um, it would definitely be um, Declan Devine would be disappointed that they didn't take another one. For me, they should have had a goal as well. Um, I didn't think there was a foul in Afalabi. Um, and Flores put it into the back of the net. It was called a, a free on, on Connor Kearns, which is often the case with the, with goalkeepers. You can't go near them. But for me, it wasn't a foul. So probably um, a little bit aggrieved on that one, Bohemians. But overall, um, as I said, both teams have taken a point away and, and both would be disappointed not to win the match. And of course, Colin being a Galwegian, we couldn't let him go without asking how he feels about Galway United securing promotion and being back in the Premier Division. Yeah, it's brilliant news, Ushin, for everybody in the West, to be honest. Um, phenomenal season from Galway, right from the get-go. Uh, bringing in Ollie Horgan with John Coffey was a masterstroke, and they have a great coaching set up there as well. But um, to win 26 out of 32 games so far, only two losses all season, says it all. So they've had a phenomenal season, and obviously... Um, the massive, uh, I know it's going to be a sellout, it's probably sold out already against Bohemians, so that's one they'll really look forward to and I think they'll give Bohemians a lot of trouble um, in DC Park and they'll have their eyes on the Aviva definitely for, for a final place this year and there's no reason why they can't get there after a fabulous win against Dundalk, so really good for uh, for the West of Ireland in general and for Galway, obviously Connacht Rugby is really strong down there and you need a Galway team doing well. So looking forward to seeing them back in the Premier. I've seen a lot of their games this season, both home and away, and they've built a really strong squad. So I'd imagine they'll invest now again, uh, looking for the new se- towards the new season. So really exciting times down in, in Galway, and it's great to see it. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast, and that was Colin Hawkins on Bowes 1-all draw with Shelburne, and of course, Galway United being back in the Premier Division fixtures and tables and all that to come but first let's go to Oriel Park where Dundalk dismantled Cork City beating them by five goals to nil a former Dundalk defender John Flanagan was on duty for that game for LOI TV and LMFM and afterwards he sent us this voice note a real confidence boosting victory for Dundalk following on from a, a very poor month of results wise in which they'd lost four in the bounce the game started off quite cagey and Dundalk within it found them within a half time 3-0 having not played particularly well but gifted three goals first one ball into the box by Daryl Horgan found an unmarked Hayden Muller inside the six yard box to nod home from a free kick second goal then followed up a poor one too from Daryl Horgan on the edge of the box when he tried to fight Pat Hoban 
the ball then up into the air, was trying to head back to, to the goalkeeper, but the Cork defender didn't reach him. Hogan nipped, or Hogan nipped in and it's buried to the net. And then the third goal is before half time. Was a header back across goal by Daryl Hogan trying to find Paul Doyle, ricocheted into his own goal by Keane Cove. And so Cork City went in and 3 0 down at half time, having not really laid a glove on, on Dundalk. Second half, Cork started a little bit brighter. Rory Keating looked sharp, really threatened the Dundalk back four, but then the game was lit up a couple of moments later with a wonderful goal with Dundalk by Sam Durant. Pat Hoobin dropped into the pocket of space, played a lovely little ball over the top, and then it was all Durant. He, he galloped home. Cut across four defenders in the edge of the box and smashed home a goal off off the unfortunate Keane Coleman has to be said to give Byrne no chance. The game fizzled out as a contest then and it finished up finished with five. Archie Davis has done so often this year put a wonderful ball into the box for John Martin to nod home nonchalantly. So finished five nil. The dog keeping alive the slim chance they have of catching Shelburne and Bowes ahead of them for that fourth spot and. They'll all be hoping that Pat can go on and win the cup, so that fourth spot will, will become a European spot. So, roll on Friday United, which what should be a cracker on Friday night. Former Dundalk captain John Flanagan on Dundalk's 5 0 win against Cork City. Cork City second from bottom on 27 points, nine behind Sligo Rovers, who are on 36. Draw had a seventh on 39 points. They look safe enough, but they don't want you to jinx it. Uh, and rightfully so, it ain't over till it's over and all that. Dundalk in sixth position on 46 points, Bowes in fifth on 49 points, Shelburne. Uh, fourth on 50 points, St. Pat's third on 53 points, Derry City second on 54 points and Shamrock Rovers top on 59 points. All of those teams, every team in the division has played 31 matches. On Friday night, it's Bowes against Sligo Rovers, Cork City against St. Pat's, Derry City meet UCD, Dundalk take on Drogheda and Shamrock Rovers play Shelburne. Waterford are up against Wexford, Galway take on Athlone Town, Bray Wanderers take on Cove Ramblers and Finn Harps play Kerry FC. Of course, last night, Wexford with a, a big win against uh, Longford 2-0 the final score of that game and that uh, result pretty much guarantees their spot in the playoffs tonight if you're listening to this early enough in the afternoon the Republic of Ireland take on Hungary in the Women's Nations League let's hope they can build on their 3-0 win against Northern Ireland and get another victory as always if you wish to contact us you can do so via Twitter at Oshin Langan or at Extra Time News and you can read all about everything that's going on in Irish football and beyond both uh, women's and men's on extratime.com. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.